so <clears throat> when this when this comes out, it had already been announced about the whole Derek Chauvin thing. I'm gonna be honest. Every time I see his name, I'm like, is it Chauvin? 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 Derek Chauvin? Chauvin? Derek? Whatever. Who gives a fuck? It's in jail. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's in, in jail. jail. Yeah. So <clears throat> I know that uh, we've talked about stuff like that in the past, mm-hmm. um, and I know that it's still obviously something that needs to be discussed by bigger and better brains than ours. We've already kind of laid out how we feel about everything pertaining to BLM and police reform or abolishing the police or what have you. So we're not going to waste your time um, rehashing those things and trying to uh, spurse out every intricate detail. And and we did that already. Yeah. Yeah. And we unfortunately have a lot of opportunities to talk about such things. Exactly. And honestly, at this point, dude, if we spent time delving into all of that stuff, we could do it weekly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, if if you are curious, we recorded a BLM episode where we we tried to get into it as much as we could, um, and that's you could just go back search that episode. That was before. It's not on YouTube, um, but you can listen to the audio of that. And then for the subsequent episodes after that, we. We still had to talk about it because yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. you know, it's something that's ongoing. So if you are curious about how we feel, go back and listen to those. And that'll give us listens. And we need those. Thank you. So go back. And Please. To those. Otherwise, let's get into some fun stuff. Yay. <laughs> so uh, before we proceed any further, we've had this beer for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. And I knew that we were going to do it this week, and I'm so excited. Me too. So, Obi, please tell the people what we're drinking tonight. <laughs> calm down. I know. Just it's, so I know, excited. I know, I know. I know. We're uh, getting into it. We've got the, the blarg. The blarg. Uh, this is from Tactical Brewing and <clears throat> Point Evil Brewing Company, uh, brewed in Orlando. This is a lava chocolate cake imperial stout conditioned on chocolate and vanilla it's a 13 percent 500 milliliter mm, mm, mm. <laughs> wow <laughs> let's just restart so without further restart. ado yeah without further ado my name is marco that is adam obesius rodriguez what's up brewskis and this is episode 308 of the one beer in podcast Protocol or procedure for it? Probably. I mean, because like, what if you're in? What if you're doing like a a Will Smith, he don't want me, man, take, and then you just hear <laughs> in the back. I think I think they that is like a moment they'd have to cut, like they'd have to cut and they'd have to redo the scene. God, 
Man, I understand how frustrated Will Smith would be. Yeah. Yeah. How come he don't want me, man? <laughs> Sorry. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you just hear him. Sorry. <laughs> or. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> That's right, kids. This is the One Beer and Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew. And we see where that one brew takes us. Clink it up. And let's get into this bitch. Oh, wow. Decadent. I feel like I'm going to start drooling. Do you think uh, you think it's best to pair uh, like a sweet thing with like a sweet beer if you were going for or do you, or or would you? Because we were having this talk at at Red Light. Everybody was like, "Well, humble brag." Yeah, I mean, you know, that's where he got this hat, this cute little <laughs> Underberg hat. I also sold the most Underbergs. If we're bragging, did again. you? I did. I did. Wow, good so, job. So here's here's what happened. <laughs> so we had a competition at Red Light to see who could sell the most Underbergs. And if you don't have, if you don't know what this is, um. They're basically little digestifs that you have before or after a meal or after a big night of drinking, and it just kind of helps calm everything down. Helps it, it literally helps you digest the meal and or drink, mm-hmm. and it just makes you feel a little less bloated. You know, it's this uh, herbal herbal essence, basically. Yeah, it's literally uh, defined as like herbal oils, and it's a bitter. Yeah, um, but when I looked it, it up, it was like herbal, or it's like classified as mm-hmm. herbal oils and essence and whatnot. So <clears throat> it's a cool thing. It's a big deal with like beer bars and stuff like that. And we had a competition to see who could sell the most. And uh, I walk in, and one of the other bartenders, she crushing, mm-hmm. just absolutely. Mm-hmm. She got all the regulars. Anytime a regular, just she pounced on them. Yeah, and so. Me and the other guy, we're thinking like, we're not, there's no way there's we're no catching way. her. That's just not, it's not happening. So Robin comes in with Rel. Uh, you were already there. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, and, and so, yeah, I, I fucking, I, I'm glad, I'm glad because I meant to text Nicole about this because uh, you guys helped me. So first, uh, you guys are there. Happy to. You guys <laughs> got a couple of them and, and that was awesome. You happy to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that was your first time having one? Yeah. Really? It was, yeah. As much of a, a beer guy as I am, I'd always seen them around. I always assumed that they were just like an additive or something that you would put to, like, add into a drink. Yeah. Well, I, when I was looking them up, you can do that. Yeah. I see a lot of people using I, them in mixed I drinks. I think I've seen people do that with, like, German beers and just add to it. So, you guys came in. You did You did the uh, the duty. Because it's... It's not good. Let's just <laughs> yeah. call a spade a spade. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. It's uh, it tastes medicinal. Yeah, yeah. I describe it as a uh, uh, Jägermeister meets pine cones or pine mm. needles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if that sounds appetizing to you, more power to you. So you guys came in, <clears throat> you had yours, and that was good. That got me in the game. Then Rob and Rel come in, and I told them about it, and they took they took uh, the first two. And then uh, they were like, "Well, how how far how far are you behind?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm getting dusted. Mm-hmm. She's she's crushing us." I'm like, "All right, let me get ten. 
And then and then Rel was like, yeah, let me get ten. So they bought Whoa. twenty at at just right there. Oh my! So that God. shot me up into second place because she was doing that well. She that didn't help. Yeah, or it did help, but didn't get me a, uh, ahead of her. They do that, which was dope. I bag them up. Just I I didn't even open them up. I just gave them box the boxes that they came in. Mm-hmm. Just put them in a bag and was like, yeah, take that home. So we s- still have those at the house. Nice. Then at the end of the night, this drunk dude comes in. He comes over from Big Daddy's. Mm. Stumbles in. We're talking about it. You know, I'm shooting the shit with him. And uh, I tell him, yeah, we're having this competition. I'm only like four or five away. And he's like, hmm, only four or five away, you say. <laughs> All right, let me get six of them. And I was like, word? Everybody's telling me that, like, I should have. I shouldn't have sold him to him as if he was going to crack him open and just start dropping him into his mouth right then and there. I was going to mention that to you it may not be the best thing to admit <laughs> selling more alcohol to a drunk guy. Okay, All right. He didn't he didn't stumble in off the street with like his shirt. half. <sighs> yeah, he was. I, I mean, I, I served him a beer. Yeah, he was still like. With he us, was there, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, of, he of, just he had the stink of Big Daddy's on him. Yes, he walked in talking about it, so I knew he had at least been drinking over there. Yeah, yeah. And he was one of those. He was like a boy. I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like a. He he told me uh, what what did he do for a living? Uh, I think he flipped houses. Hmm. And if you can imagine a guy on like a Thursday night with like a blazer. But a, a polo under the blazer okay, yeah. who flips houses right. and he goes to Big Daddy's and mm-hmm. then he stumbles into red light. Like, just imagine that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's who that was. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so he got, like, the last six. Didn't do them right then and there. And I only gave him one beer, guys. Yeah. Everyone we, on yeah. my case. We should say the Underbergs are I, wrapped and have a you know, yeah, top yeah. on them and stuff. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I'm a responsible bartender, There you guys. go. I am. I really am. I take the job very seriously. Probably too seriously, some would say. So yeah, that no pushed me thing. over. That pushed me over the edge. So I won, and uh, we sent off all the caps and shit. And we got these hats. We got a little truck thing. Yeah, I it's saw the, the truck. That's dope. Yeah, it's yeah, dope. Yeah. So very good. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. I was going to ask you about that because I remember <laughs> when you came in, you're like, "There's no way." Yeah, there is no way I can ever catch up. Well, I wasn't going. I mean, if it wasn't for, I mean. Literally those three interactions, that was it. Because in between those, it Nobody. didn't happen. <laughs> so if it wasn't yeah. for that, that I was going to get destroyed. Yeah. By the way, still haven't got those donuts. You know who you are. And you know what you owe. And you're going to pay me what you owe. <laughs> okay. In donuts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you got information on the blog? Um, not much more than we have already, unfortunately. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of info other than a few reviews on Untapped. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't usually do this, but Untapped reviews a four point three one. In case you're curious, yeah, I wonder should we start incorporating that? Just letting people know what it is. <sighs> eh, no, we're we're a review show. We, we are, don't need to put everybody else's shit out there. That's true. Fuck them. Yeah. You want to know about Untapped? Fuck you too. <laughs> no, go to Untapped and then come back here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so uh, <clears throat> we'll obviously get into that at the end of the show, but shout out to Tactical Brewing Company and Point E-Bill um, for the collab. I got this from Tactical, though. Mm-hmm. So They're doing a lot of cool collabs. Yeah. The, they have that, and then they have the Lincoln's Beard one, and then uh, we'll get the Lincoln's Beard one because I just like that label. I don't even know what the beer is. I haven't seen have it. Have you seen the – oh, okay. It's 
Nah, I won't even describe it. I'll just get the beer. Okay. No, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So what do we have on deck, my friend? Ugh. What are we doing? What are we talking <laughs> Let's see. Uh, let me get comfortable. Okay, yeah. Settle in. It's okay. We're here for a good time. Yeah. Sometimes a long time. Sometimes a long time. Um, I don't know if we have the, the tech for it. No, 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 no. So um, how would you feel if you're watching Scarface next time and suddenly there was a the Goodyear blimp comes over mm-hmm. and instead it says 1-800-CONTACTS. <laughs> that affect your viewing experience? It might a little bit. Because that's exactly what Jaunty Bloom of BBC dot com uh is reporting about apparently that's the new tech that people are talking about uh that allows it to be way easier to add advertisements to your favorite movies and tv i mean if we if 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 we haven't hit the limits of capitalism yet (laughs) i just don't i don't know when we will Mm. i pose this question to you because you know essentially that's what this article is saying is that you know, obviously, there's technology out there to digitally add in uh, products and billboards and things like that. Um, and they've already been doing that to, like, modern movies where, mm-hmm. you know, after production, Coca-Cola steps in. It's like, yeah, we'll throw you an extra couple milli mm. if you put a Coke can in there. And they just digitally add one in. Yeah. Um, not too hard to do. Digitally adding and removing stuff has been a pretty yeah. common practice for a while. For now. a long time. Um, but... What if you were able to get free access to a movie if you had like a an ad, a added version, edited version with new ads in it? Ooh. Instead of like mid-roll ads, there'd just be like a Coke can uh, mm, in the background. Interesting. Because I could see that potentially working. Because what what they're talking about in this article doesn't go that far. They just basically talk about exactly what I said. Like if you're watching one of your favorite movies and all of a sudden you notice this digitally added uh, product. Um, I think it would be easier to swallow if as a consumer you got either a discount or got to watch the thing for free. And instead of there being an ad <coughs> in the middle of it or you know every 10 minutes... You just had these products interspersed throughout the thing. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So, like, if you're watching it on TNT, yeah. instead of, like, if it's it's commercial-free, but the commercials are just in the movie itself now. Yeah. There's Tide Pods in the background. Here's the thing. Product placement has never bothered me. It just doesn't. I, I don't – it doesn't, to me – take away from the story at all yeah and in my personal opinion i know you probably you shouldn't say in my personal. it is my opinion so i don't need to preface it with that but i'm just saying anytime i watch a movie if i see like you can notice it obviously mm-hmm. right you're you're they're they're drinking uh pepsi sure. and then you see a and, pepsi and on their counter holding it like this yeah like that's oh this is so good it's obvious, yeah. but it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I know that there's people out there who you know the the capitalism aspect of it and and just the obvious nature of it will pull them out of the story. 
But as long as it's something that makes sense, like uh, like this thing where they're talking about going back and adding it to classic movies, mm-hmm. that could be troublesome if you, if you know, a Starbucks can is in a uh, or a, a cup is in a um, a movie from like the fifties or sixties. Yeah. obviously, but right. there's they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because that's just that's just ridiculous, and sure, you would have sure. you would have to face a firestorm of controversy over that. It's just not worth the trouble. Yeah, and I, I think it gets a little sticky when you're talking about not only like artist integrity, obviously, like you know you're you're uh, commoditizing this thing that was created without that in it, but more of the thing of like a lot of especially like older <clears> movies. <throat> The people who made these things are long gone. So to have, mm. you know, I don't know, um, any any old actor drinking a product that, like, maybe they wouldn't have aligned with necessarily That's ethically or uh, maybe even the opposite. Maybe the the some people, there can be a backlash because you're having an old actor or even a, a character that, you know, is a bad guy drinking a product or using a product that the audience is not going to go, well, I don't like Coca-Cola anymore because Tony Montana yeah. was drinking it. Yeah. No, yeah, that's interesting. Um, he does regular Coke. Especially, <laughs> especially, no, he does he does the Coca-Cola, <laughs> that real shit. Not that classic recipe. Mm. Uh, that's That's interesting only because, like, when you're talking about would an actor like there's that there's a not a very famous story but that story of uh it went viral a couple weeks ago and it was uh david fincher mm-hmm. on the um director's commentary track of gone girl uh-huh. <clears throat> and he's talking about ben affleck's character did you see this yes so he's yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about ben affleck's character and at one point he's trying to be uh incognito and he puts on a hat it's a Mets hat. Mm-hmm. The story behind that is David Fincher wanted it to be a Yankees hat. Right. And Ben Affleck was like, no, way. no fucking way. Nope. Can't do it. And I'm on Ben Affleck's side. <laughs> yeah. As, as a Yankees fan, I respect it, honestly. He, he was like, look, dude, my image, with all due respect, is bigger than this character's choice. Right. And it doesn't matter what the hat is. And David Fincher... He, you know, the way he was like, he was being unprofessional. It's like, dude, they had to stop production for three yeah. days over this hat thing. They, pl- they, they played chicken over it, basically. And then finally came to an, an agreement on a Mets hat. And it's like, dude, you're the director. You're supposed to keep the train on the tracks. Yeah. You obviously don't give in to every single demand of your crybaby A-list superstars. Yeah. But this just seems like a fight He's that wasn't worth it. He's famously like that though yeah you know he's very particular especially after what happened with alien Mm. Uh, three where Mm -hmm. you know his baby was kind of stripped from him yeah and then cut to pieces yeah still though if you're it's a bit much if the star of the movie is like i don't want to wear that hat i'll just wear a different hat yeah and the irony of it all is that he wasn't from new york the character was from like missouri yeah it didn't so he wouldn't have even worn a Yankees hat. He would have worn like uh, a Kansas City Royals hat or something. Well, you don't know his thinking. Maybe he was thinking, well, this character wants to be super incognito and wants to have like the most common 
logo on a baseball cap. Yeah. So let's go Yankees. But then why not? Like uh, some people have made this argument because he was, I guess, at an airport in the movie, and mm-hmm. it's like. He if he bought if he bought a hat at the gift shop of an airport, it it'd wouldn't be, have been yeah, a Yankees it'd hat. It'd be a local hat. Yeah, yeah. It would have been like some yeah or or an I love New York hat. Where does where does that movie even take place? I honestly haven't seen it. New York, I think. I think some parts of it are in New York. Well, and that, some parts are. That but what I'm saying, it, but. but what I'm saying is, he was in the airport. He wasn't at. He wasn't just somewhere. Sure, he could have gotten any touristy. Uh, exactly, uh, New York hat. If you go to the Orlando International, they don't have a bunch of uh, magic, magic hats. Gear, yeah. They have like Disney shit, and they have like uh, you know, Welcome to uh, Florida shit, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You have to go to a magic like gift shop area. Yeah, they don't yeah, just yeah. have magic hats, and especially not like expensive, nice hats. Right, and they don't put the magic logo on some like bullshit dad hat right. you know what i'm saying like those hats are expensive so he wouldn't have just gone especially as a guy as as a sports fan he would not have spent 30 dollars <laughs> on a fucking yankees hat when he's not even from i New know York. i'm in hiding but too much yeah no it's just <laughs> it, yeah so it's it's a uh, but anyway <laughs> i bring that up because it's to your point it is important to keep that in mind like if an actor famously didn't drink Sprite right. and hated the company, and then you see them in a movie drinking it, it's like you kind of have to explain that choice. Yeah. As bad as it is artistically, actors and actresses sometimes are larger than the material that they're in. Yeah. And they have an image to uphold. And you know, not everybody's going to be Daniel Day-Lewis and immerse themselves in the role. There's going to be people who are like, look, man. When this shit is over, I'm still Ben Affleck. Like, I still have to deal with that. Yeah. And every... Or Tom Cruise. Or, yeah. And every year, he would have to deal with that meme yeah. of Ben Affleck, uh, noted Boston guy, noted Red Sox fan, mm-hmm. putting on a Yankees hat. Literally, every time the Yankees beat the Red Sox, it would that meme would <laughs> yeah, pop up. Yeah. You know what I mean? There'd so, be a gif of him putting the hat on. He would have to deal with that yeah. every year. Smart. I mean, he he was he was looking around the corner when he decided not to do that. Yes, it was very smart. Yeah. I commend him for it, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, to your point, um, that's interesting. That brings up a that's another that's an aspect of it that I didn't even think about of what it would mean to the actors in the movie, not the characters. Because when I look at product placement, I always look at it as there is a portion of it that is pretty obviously the money make money making sure. thing that it is. It's advertising. Yeah, it's yeah. And but the other thing is, as long as it works within the universe, I don't care. Yeah. So if it's a modern city, and there's Mountain Dew everywhere, mm. there is Mountain Dew everywhere. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. not. It doesn't. It just doesn't bother me. Yeah. I get when it's something that hits close to home, where it's a movie. Maybe like a producer, like one of the um, one of the developer developers, not a fucking video game, but like a <laughs> producer producers or any, or or if it was like a, a thi- oh, 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 here's a good example. OK. Anytime you watch a Spider-Man movie, everything Sony. that they use is Sony. Yeah. Every product, even though, you know, there's going to be some iPhones laying around, yeah, buddy. Yeah. So that kind of We're shit. in high school in uh, 2020. Right. And everyone has a Sony HTC or whatever the fuck. It's like, sure. no fucking way. Sure thing. No fucking way. Let me whip out my Sony Vio. Nobody has an an Apple laptop? Nobody? Nope. No? No mm-hmm. one's got an HP? Nope. Everyone has Sony laptops? That kind of shit 
is that's that's the only time it doesn't rip me out of the movie, but it's pretty obvious. Yeah, you notice it. Yeah, yeah. But again, I, I don't know this thing. The only thing that bothers me about it is it it scares me about what is going to happen with movies in the future, where we're going to get to a point where um, movies will just be these malleable things that you know. If a director like you know George Lucas or something like ten years later is like, you know what I'm I just I, I have a different feeling about the movie and the mm-hmm. plot just changes because you can go back and rearrange yeah. things and the 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 cheaper and easier that visual effects get I think the more we'll see that kind of endless tinkering on yeah. movies. Um, what do you think though? I mean, I'm a snob, so I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm kind of with you, though. Like, most of the time, um, product placement doesn't bother me too much. Mm-hmm. It's only when it's, like, it, when it becomes obtrusive of the story. Mm-hmm. In the worst of cases, when they're like, oh, you know, this Snickers candy bar is the reason why we're solving this mystery. You yeah. Know? Like, even, you know. Well, like, the the E.T. E. thing. E.T. Reese's and, yeah. piece. Like, that sucks. It sucks. It's, it's, it does. You know, it does. It makes sense in the terms of the movie, but it's still like, oh, it's a branded Reese's pieces yeah. uh, candy. So that's when it bothers me. But specifically about them going back and, and doing this, I, I just, I don't know. It feels like they're, it's not quite as bad as, like, you know, throwing a, a a dead actor in CG into something, or um, you know, doing like the rubber faces and stuff like that. That rubber face shit really gets your goat, man. It's <laughs> maybe <laughs> the biggest axe I'm grinding in modern cinema. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Just, no, I, I get it. Until you can do it, don't do it. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, please stop. Um. But yeah, I, I think it's it's not quite on par with completely de-aging a character with a fake face that doesn't look real or uh, having a, a long dead actor be in your movie through CG mm. and another voice actor <coughs> literally like puppeting their corpse. Yeah. Uh, it's not quite on that level, but it's close. Like mm. we're, we're inching towards that with this where it, we're adding stuff to movies of that the director's dead, the writers are dead, the actors are dead. Eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Like th- yeah. these original creators aren't here to say like, don't massacre my baby. Yeah. And we're just going, eh, we're going to anyway. Hey, you know why money? Yeah. That's why. No. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and the only, the only reason I even, uh, entertained it was because of the, uh, the idea that you said, which was that if if it's a, if it's between enjoying the movie, no commercials, just watching the movie as it was intended almost, and uh, and and the the trade off is there's going to be some some empty Coca Cola cans laying around. <laughs> right, I'll take that trade off. Yeah, but it, it could almost be fun. You can make it like a drinking game. Yeah, how like, many times you can spot one? It, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, but no, you're 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 right. When it comes to and and I'm you know I'm I'm big on. For better or for worse, I want to see the artistic vision. I don't care if you can improve it by doing this, that, and the other thing. I want to know what the auteur was going for. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so big on listening to albums. I don't I don't like playlists, unless it's like a party or whatever. Sure, but sure. I don't like playlists. I like sitting down and listening to the OG 
this is what the artist wanted. I hate deluxe yeah. versions. I hate special editions. I hate re-releases. Hitting random. <laughs> I hate hitting random. I hate all of that shit, dude. Yeah. I hate all of it. Even when, even when I've listened to an album a thousand times and I know every song, I can't skip to my no. favorite song. I have to listen to the whole thing yeah. because I just like that this is what they, this is how they intended it to be listened to. The progression. Yeah. And yeah. especially when an artist takes advantage of this is how it should be listened to as opposed to like, well, he here's 15 singles and hopefully two yeah. or three of them pop. That's even better because it's like you had a literal vision for this. That's why concept albums are like just the fucking greatest. Mm-hmm. And same thing with movies. It's like I want to see the vision, the artistic vision. So when you go back and you tamper with that, especially just to grind more money out of a thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's gross, but I don't I don't want to just kick this out of, you know, I don't want to just kick this argument before, like exploring it a little bit. Sure. Like your idea is not a bad idea if that's how they frame it. Most likely they won't. No, no, because that that takes away some of their money. You're right. So right. Why? Why stop the ads when you can just add the ads to the movie and keep the right. ads? Right. Yeah, yeah. Why not both? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, but on the other hand, I feel like both of those <laughs> together is going to lead to people going, I'm not going to even bother. Yeah. So, but. Well, when, when's the last time you watched a movie on TV, dude? Never. <laughs> no, it's awful. It's been so long. Yeah. Well, we were watching a. Uh, uh, what's the fucking uh, earthquake movie with the Rock? Oh, San Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas. Yeah, we and it watched, was just, we watched like a half hour. Of yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> and and uh, realized we'd only seen maybe fifteen minutes of the actual exactly. movie. Exactly. We're sitting there. I'm dozing off, and we realize like there's still so much yeah. movie left. This suddenly a three hour movie. <laughs> Great, can you, dude. I can you remember watching like The Godfather on. I was AMC? just gonna bring it up. No, it's a half a day. The the reason why they play it for literally a full 24 hours is because that's one viewing of it on TV. <laughs> it's like, insane. You, you want to watch this? All right. All right. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna sit through this. Might read the book faster. I don't know. Oh, you know they put out the the um, part, part three. three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Dakota. Yeah. I heard about it. I'm waiting for them to put it out on 4K because I'm that guy hate you so much uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> why do you need to see it in 4k it's a movie that came out in 1990 <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> i Very have the capability ridiculous. to marco that's why yeah i need yeah. it in 4k are they gonna is that like a thing i'm sure everything comes to 4k eventually that's true even if it doesn't belong there i know we're gonna high res this bitch i would love to we're gonna just crank it you know, actually, older movies look better a lot of the time. Yeah. Because they're taking, if they're doing it right, from the, the actual film negative. So you get more detail out of it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. They were just, they just did that with a movie. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Mm. I don't remember. Mm. I'll, I'll, it'll, it'll come to me. But they just did that with a movie in it, and, and they were like, this is one of those times where it just, it looks amazing. Yeah. And it, it needed to be bumped up. I mean, even even the Criterion Collection stuff, that as like bougie as it is, like it's worth it for the transfers. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at what they were dealing with before the Criterion and after, nine times out of ten, it's like, it's a whole new world, baby. Oh, oh, that's what it was. It was a Thief. Thief on the oh. Criterion Collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm lis- I was listening to the Rewatchables mm-hmm. talk about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
and they were talking about how like that they bumped it up the 4k like just it, it because michael mann is such a like a visionary yeah. director the way that he's like the way that each frame is almost like a still mm-hmm. and you're like whether this is a movie or i'm just watching still 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 the framing of it is yeah. and they're what and they're talking about it and it made me <clears throat> i was remembering watching it just being like because like when i sometimes i watch a movie and just be so enthralled with the plot and the acting mm-hmm. that I'll miss some stuff like that. Cinematography sometimes will go over my head. Yeah. I'll have to watch a movie again and really take in like how beautiful it's it is. It's not a bad thing. How it's, well it's shot. It, it, it is kind of meant for it to wash over you in the moment when you're yeah. watching it for the first time. So. Yeah, that's true. And it pulls you in without even, you don't even think about how you're, how you're being pulled in. Yeah. You just know that you're you meant are. to be manipulated by it. But when I'm thinking about the framing of Thief, and just the framing of like most Michael Mann movies, like how he does things. Like there's that shot where they're uh, where he's where he's walking through the uh, the used car lot, mm-hmm. and all those cars, and it's just it feels lights. like the cars are going for like miles, mm-hmm. and yeah, how the light washes on them and how clean they are. They're just glistening, and it's just a beautifully shot uh, um, tracking shot where he's walking, and you're just like, God damn, that looks good, mm-hmm. and shit like that, man. Yeah, so can you imagine if it's tracking and then like in the background is like a Mountain Dew uh, <laughs> yeah. soda machine like yep. that wasn't there before? Code red. <laughs> you do, you hear a whisper in there, code red, code red. Or just flashes on the screen, <laughs> just red. <laughs> it just cracks off camera and yeah. you're just like, what was that? <laughs> Fuck, now I want a Mountain Dew. I don't know why. It's weird. Really, really weird. strange. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, though, you, 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 you said a magic word. Mm-hmm. Two words, actually. Artistic integrity. Mm. Speaking of, I heard you recently watched an anime with much artistic integrity. <laughs> much, much artistic yes. integrity. Yes. Pretty much chock full of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this anime came to Netflix, like, what, a year and a half ago, Something maybe? Like that, yeah. And it was a big deal because it's the first time that an American company was able to license it out. And the <clears throat> excuse me, the first time that it was on streaming, right? Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. And if you're an anime nerd, you 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 probably have <laughs> like uh, you you had a physical reaction uh-huh, to uh-huh. hearing that. If uh, you're still if you're one of those people that's like in anime, but you're you know you're you're a, you're a Naruto uh, fucking Attack on Titan kind of kid. Hey man, more power to you. More power to you. But I, I would suggest going back and watching the classics. Mm-hmm. This is what really bothers my sister about this because she's big anime. She's big weeb, of course. And she gets upset with me because I don't want to sit down and watch, you know, eight hundred episodes of some modern anime. I like the classics. I like the fact that these animators and these directors they had an artistic vision. And they said, here's 26 episodes. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. You you like the limited series kind yes. of Yes, yes, 1,000%. Those are my favorite. I do not yeah. like sitting not, not through. Not the, uh, the shonens. Yeah. And even, like, imagine if Dragon Ball Z stopped at, imagine if, I was going to say the Cell Saga, but imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you said that with bated breath. I know. The Cell, I mean, saga. The cell saga. Imagine if. 
Dragon Ball Z was just the Saiyan saga and then the Frieza saga. And that was it. Once he tra- once he figured out the ability to go Super Saiyan mm-hmm. and he defeats Frieza, that's the end of the show. That's a masterpiece anime. That's five, that's a 10 out of 10, no flaws anime. Yeah. Because it's a beautifully done story. His brother comes back from space, shows up, and he's like, yo, what the fuck? Why didn't you take over this planet? He's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. Right. Then he reminds him of who he is. They kick his ass. But you don't know he's got backup. Backup comes. They kick their ass. Now we've got to get the Dragon Balls back to get our hero, who only at this point has died the one time. Yeah, yeah. So it matters. So it matters. Right. They gather all the dra- they go to this new planet, gather all the Dragon Balls, bring him back. His best friend dies. That matters because they can't bring him back. <laughs> yeah. He goes Super Saiyan, which everyone thought was a legend mm-hmm. and couldn't happen. Kills the ultimate bad guy. At this point was the ultimate bad guy who had terrorized the universe. Yeah. He defeats him. They go back to Earth. They live the rest of their lives. Boom, it's done. Mm-hmm. That's a masterpiece, bro. Yeah. Especially if they just tighten it. Yeah, just cut out some of that filler. Yeah. If instead of it being like, you know, 100 episodes at that point, if it was like 50 episodes, 50, 60 episodes, three seasons, boom, yeah, it's done. Yeah. I, the only thing I can say in defense of those styles of anime <clears throat> and shows in general, I guess, is that there is something to spending that all that time, even if it's time technically wasted on filler episodes, to fill out some of like the side 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 characters and nothing really happens. You just spend time with them and yeah. you know, they ha- <laughs> they have some fun hijinks. There's still magic to that. If yeah. the characters are good. Yeah. But it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, usually they're not. That's the that's the problem. Usually yeah. you're watching these and you're just going like can we get back to the main story? Yeah. Why am I why why did we take this detour? Yeah. I mean, there's whole websites dedicated to here's your watch list. Here's how you skip the filler. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if those filler episodes were good, you wouldn't need a watch yeah. list. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, there's there's loyalists who are like, I'm watching the whole thing. Excuse me, and I don't care how long it, it takes. It all matters. Yeah. Matters to me, damn it. Neon Genesis Evangelion is a show that is devoid of filler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is twenty six tight episodes of you're gonna yeah every episode it's like what i almost i almost (laughs) don't want to get super into it yeah it would be a disservice to people who haven't watched it right so we're not gonna we're gonna try not to spoil much about it uh just to give you a chance to see it but i mean i i i want to say like the amount of bait and switch that show does mm-hmm. is legendary. Yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that you were watching it, but I'm really glad you're pairing it with your watch through of uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, right. I, because know. I don't know what I'm doing to myself. There man. are there are so many parallels that I could really go down a nerdy rabbit hole on right now, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it uh, it's, it's a show about... <clears throat> Absurdism and existentialism cosplaying as a giant robot show. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's. Here's the thing. I had remembered the show. 
I remember as a kid watching, you know, when you're a kid, you just watch whatever the fuck is in front of you, right? So they're big mech robots, but they look like um, ninjas. The way that mm-hmm. they're animated is uh, um, w- w- doing like research on it. They were based off of Oni. Uh, Japanese demons and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they're not very uh, robotic. No, they're not boxy and and uh, like uh, somebody said, Gundam Gundam robots look like uh, like European knights or samurai. Uh-huh. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. really regal. Yeah, and the rope the mechs in um, Neon Genesis they look, they're very sleek, they're fast, yeah. they're agile, they're ninjas. Mm-hmm. And that shit was just dope on its surface. Just robots that move like that. I was like, ah, it's fucking dope. So when yeah. you're a kid, you watch that shit and you're just like, that's that's all this is. Mm-hmm. And all the other stuff just right over your head. Yeah. You're not thinking about any any of that other stuff. There's a penguin. Cute little penguin. <laughs> flash some anime titties. You just the penguin? Like, this is awesome. The, the, yeah, the penguin yeah. flashes his <laughs> <laughs> uh, And you're just like, this is this is the best. It's such, this is a good show. Yeah. And when you watch it as an adult, a sad adult. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> like, bro. It's a lot. It is almost too much. <laughs> There's moments where you're like, I, I don't know if I can keep watching this. This is hitting too close to home. This is, I, I've, I've asked these questions. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had these thoughts. Yeah. What are you doing? And I, I read that the, the person who created the show, he was, <clears throat> he was using the show as a vehicle to explore those things. He was going through some personal stuff and he used the show itself to ask those questions that he was asking himself, Mm -hmm. that he was exploring, uh, Freud and, um, uh, Carl Jung and all of these ideas and Carl Jung, young Carl Jang Jang. And he was exploring all of these, uh, concepts and stuff, right? And he was using the show as a vehicle for that, which is, I mean, super clever and such a a, a brilliant idea. Yeah. yeah, it's sugar with a medicine. Yeah, but fuck, is it some medicine, man? <laughs> yeah. Well, it it it's it's like a uh, it's like a mixed drink that hasn't been mixed yet. You know, like it, <laughs> you you come from the top and it's all sweet, and then by the very bottom, it's all like, you know. 80 proof yeah and yeah. you're you're strapped for life dude towards the end that the bottom just falls out of that show and you're just <laughs> yeah. like what, what? <laughs> i did the same thing i i immediately was like that's 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 it yeah that's what happens yeah i mean i, I don't think it's spoiling anything to reveal to people that the last couple of episodes uh have i mean they're they're infamous now yeah. for how controversial it was at the time the show came out in 95. So at the time to do all of this with a TV show and then at the end to, I mean, left turn so hard. Yeah. And then just leave people with, there you go. <laughs> That's it. That's how I felt it's like over. ending it. And <laughs> just, I mean, uh, apparently, <clears throat> excuse me. Apparently he was sent death threats. Oh my God. I mean, it was, I mean, this was real death threats, not yeah. Twitter, kill yourself death threats. Like, I'm coming to your house. Uh-huh. I'm going to find you. If you don't, this was like misery type shit. If you don't rewrite this shit, I'm fucking you up yeah. next time I see you. Uh, and, and he was just like, live with it. Yeah. Live Sorry. With it. And I heard that 
there was also like time constraints and budget constraints and stuff that forced him mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. Which again, I mean, we've talked about this a thousand times, but limitations breeding art. You know, yeah. him having to work within those confines and then creating what is I mean, probably the most polarizing finale oh, yeah. ever in an yeah. anime. Yeah. Probably in TV. One of them. I still don't know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I think I've been thinking about it ever since I finished it, and I watched uh, the TV movie End of Evangelion as like a companion piece. Yeah, and even that, I'm like, this didn't help. This only <laughs> it filled some holes. But I'm on the fence as to did I even need those holes filled, mm-hmm. or should I just be tortured by what he did with the original show? You know, yeah, yeah. like one. One part of me is a person who is just like any other uh, theater goer or movie watcher where I'm like, I want a satisfactory ending. So don't do any of this weird creative shit. Don't subvert my expectations. Make it fun. So I walk out of the theater going, that was nice. Let's go get something to eat. It was a good time. But then my other half is, please subvert my expectations. Why did I spend money if you're not going to do something interesting and maybe heartbreaking, but I need to see that I need to be challenged. Yeah. So that show hits both, both halves of that Mm -hmm. of like, I need a satisfactory ending, but do I? Yeah. Yeah. Do I even deserve a satisfactory ending? You're supposed to walk away feeling that. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. Yep. <laughs> Just couldn't. Yeah, so I uh <clears throat> and apparently that's, you know, it was one of those um it was like a uh a uh, um a culture shift, a culture change mm-hmm. in in uh Japanese animation and in the entire uh Japanese animation uh industry. Mm-hmm. It was this movement yeah. of like open the door for weirder stuff. Yeah. Because at the time, they, they were in a slump. They were just doing run-of-the-mill shit. Yeah. And then this comes along, and they're like, oh, we can do cool we can shit. Do that. We can do interesting things. Let's hurt people. Let's hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> Let us subvert their expectations in ways that makes them feel pain. Pain. Mm. So does that sound like a good time? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> You're a tortured soul, Adam. I know. I love it. <clears throat> I love it. So I would suggest you can go on Netflix right now, watch the TV, watch the TV movie and the entire series. Entire like, series first. The TV oh, yeah, definitely watch the yeah, yeah. A conclusion. Uh, and then I think there's a couple of the couple of the because they've done they've made like five or six movies now. Uh, well, what the I think the only other one on Netflix is like a wrap up of the entire series. Yeah. No, uh, don't need that. No. So don't need to rehash that. What they've done uh, more recently is they've actually started redoing the entire series from the start, like with new animation. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, and, and I've heard that they've like changed some stuff around and um, given it a bigger budget and stuff like that. But I haven't seen any of it, so I can't really speak to it. <clears throat> See, here's the thing: there's there's moments like uh, this. Uh, this isn't a spoiler. There's moments in the end where as the character is kind of exploring i'm trying not to reveal anything <laughs> as he's kind of exploring these these existential questions mm-hmm. the show <clears throat> like the animation changes 
and you go from like highly detailed to really really shitty shoddy animation and i assume now having done the research that this was part of those budget constraints but at the same time with given the context of the show it actually works with what he's going through Mm -hmm. and what he's thinking about and what he's trying to you know take apart yeah it works so i would hate for them to go back and go well now we have money we can show you what we really it's like ah but yeah it works I like what you did with it. I, it falls directly into what we were talking about, right? Like, yeah. you know, artists going back and, and editing things because they can. <clears throat> Tinkering with things. It's just like, maybe you just, I mean, I know from, like, for me personally, if I could go back, if I could go back and re-release old material as <clears throat> skilled as I feel that I am now with the with a with with a better or a bigger budget mm-hmm. would i do that probably honestly as an artist like sometimes you want sometimes there's things that you've done where you're like man if i could have just done it the way that i wanted to do there, it there's always something that you can look at and go that could have been better yeah always but then that's why you need someone else to go leave it alone mm-hmm and if you give, I mean, you give George Lucas a billion dollars and he's like, well, now I have the money. I'm going to go back and add <laughs> He'll some do fucking tauntauns yeah. in the background because yeah. I thought they needed to be there. Yep. That's what's going to happen. And then the tauntauns are going to be enjoying the Coke. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? They- <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know if I like that future. <laughs> Luke slices his stomach open. It's <laughs> just cans of yeah, coke. <laughs> full of coke. <laughs> oh yeah, this is, is he's not he's not bleeding. It's just coke just falls out. <laughs> and he just gets in. He's like, mm, delicious. Just what I needed. This is Mark Hamill providing some shitty voiceover. This is great. <laughs> he seems like he'd do it. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> I think if they asked him, if they gave him enough money, he'd just, yeah. yeah. Why not? No, he accidentally offense. Does, no offense. It just seems no. like you would do it, dude. He accidentally does a Joker voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's scary. That's a scary future when you think about it. Yeah. Mm, but, I mean, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time sure. before you get to the point where, I mean, capitalism just, it uh, <clears throat> it takes over everything. Making money off of things is always going to supersede those the thing. The art of the thing, the idea of the thing, it's always going to yeah. be, well, how can we monetize this? How can we make money off of this thing? Which is the perfect time to say, we are looking for sponsors. <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> Call us. We promise to not do like long ad breaks. Yeah. I, w- I would like to do it like Joe Rogan does. Just a 10 minutes in the beginning of the show. Yeah, a, f- a full solid block of time. Mid-roll ads kill me yeah i'm watching something on youtube and we're gonna take a break from this pod i know you were laughing at that joke and i know we really hit on something there but we're gonna take a break and we're gonna talk about squarespace (laughs) i uh maybe my favorite ad reader is uh mark maron yeah because he'll just be talking about existentialism loss life and then jump into Squarespace. He'll just roll into it, yeah. and I'm like, "Wait, this was an ad?" <laughs> nah, yeah, that's real. That's perfect. It's fun. It's perfect with how he does that. Um, I don't like the, um, 
you know on youtube now they do like the big banner where you know an ad is yeah that wasn't good though i don't think that's a good idea because i i'll just scrub right past it mm-hmm. so give us your uh you know any sponsors want to jump on the show we'll make sure that people can't scrub past your ads because we'll make them entertaining bing <laughs> all right um there was something else there was one more thing wasn't there playstation all right playstation yeah how do you like that hard playstation <laughs> turn into a <laughs> yeah, into a into a bit no segue zone no we'll bring some uh we'll, we'll bring back the um we'll have like uh musical cues and stuff okay one day okay and we can bring all that stuff back we'll yeah. have a musical cue that just says we're going into something else now okay and i have no idea how to get there we're just gonna go <laughs> i want it to just be one of us saying that over music <laughs> we're going into something else now I don't know how to get there and here we go <clears throat> so yeah playstation uh they recently made a very bad decision as we discussed mm-hmm. um they decided to stop uh selling games for ps3 and vita yep and that even though we are a couple generations removed Angered <coughs> everybody. A lot of people. Yeah. Uh, me included as a Vita diehard. Yeah. Um, but just this week, they decided to reverse that. Yeah. So they're going back now on, on what they announced, and they are going to continue. They're going to keep the PS3 and Vita stores open for the foreseeable future. Yeah. They are still closing the PSP store. Yeah understandable though yeah and here's the thing i i don't think people realize to get a company like playstation to reverse course on something like this that's not a brash decision that they made no. to shut those stores down i mean no. they were ready willing and able to to move on yeah and just say we're done with that shit we're done with it and even even to that point when people pushed back initially they were like look we're done so we're done with it get over it yeah they were just i mean people brought it to their attention and they were like we understand your concerns but you know it's all it has to do with the market and all this stuff remember the fucking guy from uh uh, sony america it was just like look i mean people aren't buying these games so i don't know i don't know i think that was jim ryan from playstation so they initially were like look complain all you want we have the numbers to reflect that you guys don't give a fuck Mm mm-hmm and then I guess they went back and they were like, maybe they give a fuck more I guess, than we thought they give. I guess they care. <laughs> yeah. Which is just an amazing thing because <clears throat> the the optimist in me says, hey, look, they listen to fans. The pessimist in me in, says, they never listen to fans. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The reason that they reversed course was because they're going to make more money off of this. Keeping those stores open keeps eyes on Sony. This whole stunt just makes people believe that Sony listens to fans and it creates positive <sighs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, feedback for them. And I, I think I don't even think it's a thing about them making more money off of Vita and PS3. No, just making more money overall by 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 keeping people by sure. going, like look sure. at us 
We listen. Yeah, yeah. I, I We're think, a company that cares. I think that's what reversed the course. It's not that because I'm, you know, again, I'm sure that they had the numbers <laughs> to support that. Nobody's really buying these games anymore. Let's, yeah, let's shut it down. They wouldn't have done it in the first place if they didn't have empirical evidence that said it's not worth it. Yeah, and it says right here in in the statement. It was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus on our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. Mm-hmm. So forget about the old, in with the new. Yeah. Um, but the PR nightmare that this announcement was, I think, was all it, all it took for them to go, all right, we'll keep it open. Yeah. Because uh, there, there's an un- intangible thing about them keeping those stores open, and it's because... I mean, on a PS5, I can't play PS1 games, mm. which I can on PS3 and Vita still. Mm-hmm. So them suddenly closing that door off is like them closing the library to an entire generation of games that a ton of people can't play anymore. Yeah, but I mean, if you're a guy, if you're if you're working at Sony, you just have to think like, who gives a fuck? I know, but then they found out a lot of people do. <laughs> Apparently, I I didn't think I, honestly when this first popped up and we talked about it and and you brought it up i was just like in my head i'm thinking like well they 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 don't care who cares to mm-hmm. them they don't give a fuck yeah you know like the money that it obviously takes to keep that store open to keep ps1 games on the market just for people to go back and enjoy to them is like eh, it's not worth it it's not worth to the, it's not worth the trouble yeah although <clears throat> i don't know the inner workings of something like that obviously but i wonder how much resources does it actually take to keep something like that open? Obviously not a not too much. I, but at the same time, enough for them to want to remove. Right. Enough for them to want to remove, but not enough that they were able to reverse course and just go, fuck it, we'll, we'll bite the bullet on right. that. We'll right, eat right, that right. loss. Yeah. Because it's not much of a loss, obviously. Yeah. If a yeah. company like Sony is like, we're good with that, we'll take that L. I mean, they had to have crunched the numbers and and figured that the good PR would be enough to, you know, keep them afloat. Yeah. But then, okay, so now what? 2023 rolls around and they go, hey, we're bringing this back to the table. Or do you I, think they just leave it open indefinitely? Uh, I mean, I'd, if I was a betting man, I'd say we'd get until 2025. Yeah. And then even then, I think by 2023, maybe they make an announcement. Hey, we're glad you guys went back and enjoyed all those games. Just so you know, we're sunsetting this these consoles. So enjoy them while you can, you know? Yeah. And then, you know what? Maybe that gives them enough time to plan something for PS5 functionality. And they can go, we have... This the PS One library open now, mm. so we understand you want to cherish these games. You love. I don't understand how they didn't get this ahead of time. Yeah, because it it just makes perfect sense, um, especially without backwards compatibility being a thing for them. For them to just acknowledge the old games still matter. We know there's an entire generation of you guys, the old bastards who enjoy playing Twisted Metal Three. Yeah, um, you know this is still important to us because it's important to you. Here's a way to play the games. I think that's what they're going to do. That'd be my guess. Sony's reluctance to include backwards compatibility on all of their next-gen consoles is flabbergasting to me. I just... 
will never be able to wrap my head around. I mean, I, I understand if you tell me, well, it forces you to buy new games. Does it? <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Because they're not making a new Twisted Metal game. Right. So it didn't force me to buy the PS5 version of Twisted Metal Black. I just want to go back and want, and play the old one. Yeah. And if you don't let me do that, it's like, well, fuck, man. That's that's a strike against the, this new console. Yeah. The idea that it could be anything but a net positive for a company that, in the gaming industry, positive PR means something. Means a lot. Yeah. Means a lot. I just don't understand why they've made it such a big deal. It would be one thing yeah. if I understand like they want to get PlayStation now really popping and they haven't been able to do it in a way that I, I know that they want to, right? I know that they want PlayStation now to be like a booming service for them. Yeah. But if you're not going to include all of the best games and then those games are shoddy and suck when you try to play them, mm -hmm. It's like, well, you're obviously not putting enough resources into making this the best that it can be. So either include backwards compatibility or bump up your resources dedicated to PlayStation Now. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, yeah. They, in my view, they bet on a dying horse when they paid all that money for Gaikai, yeah. the streaming service that allows them to do the PlayStation Now mm -hmm. uh, service. So they're kind of stuck in a hard place here because they're trying to sell this thing as best they can. But, you know, without you having a top tier internet connection, which a large portion of the U S doesn't have, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's just plain not going to work. And the intangible PR bonus that Xbox gets by saying it's literally so simple to be backwards compatible with our system. Literally put the disc in. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And it works. I mean, it means something to a lot of people. It's huge. When and, you... and then Game Pass on top of that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> the, the value of Game Pass is just flabbergasting. When, when you talk to people who are Xbox faithfuls, that's one of the first things that they bring up. Yeah. Ah, well, backwards compatibility, Game mm -hmm. Pass, and you're like... Can't really argue on no, that. I can't no. really argue. Yeah, if PlayStation didn't have their exclusives, yeah, I'd jump ship. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If I wasn't just so ingrained in their ecosystem at this point, and yeah, their exclusives are just they're just top notch games. Yeah. If they didn't have that. If I could play Last of Us on an Xbox, I would have an Xbox yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, me too. So they ah, These hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> These hoes ain't loyal. So yeah, I just I just don't I just don't get it. I don't get it from an industry standpoint, from a money making standpoint, from just a PR standpoint. I don't get the reluctance to just go, here you guys go. It's it's a choice. It's a strategic choice and they're making that decision in order to try to frame it as not being important. But that's not I don't think even that's what the general consumer likes to hear anymore. No. Because uh, I know us dorks who've been playing games forever obviously don't like to hear that their old games that they grew up playing aren't important anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, to to Joe Blow, who's getting the console, uh, you know, for his kid and him to play, I think even that's seeped down to them because he's now currently our generation. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And has to, you know, has to has to buy a seventy dollar game to get this thing off the ground. 
if you could somehow again if they put more emphasis on playstation now and and got it to a point where it was more viable yeah i i think i think it makes sense to not do backwards compatibility but I mean, I get their line of thinking is like, look, we're on the sixth generation of this thing. How long do you guys want to play PlayStation 1 games? Mm-hmm. It's like, this is your fault for making good PlayStation <laughs> 1 games. What do you want us to do? Sorry our childhoods were good. Okay? <laughs> right, I want to relive that shit. Yeah. It's funny, it's funny to think back, though, because that was one of the things my dad, even as like a complete non-gamer, I mean, he, he got a uh, NES back in the day. Yeah. Right? And played Pong. Uh, but one of the things that one of the only things I told him about a new video game system that made him go, oh, wow, <laughs> is that it, it plays old games, too. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's that's great. You, it's so much value. That you is universal. Keep, keep playing all the old ones, too. That is universal to everyone, yeah, especially yeah. old immigrant dads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that factor, but, yeah, I was thinking of it from a more of an emotional side. But, no, that makes perfect sense, too, like, economically. Yeah. Wow. That's how you convince somebody to buy something. It's like, oh, you can also play the old games on it, too. What are you doing? Oh, the value of that is astronomical. Of course I'll buy that. Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, I don't get it. It looks like they've reversed course. Maybe they'll get the hint that people actually care about <laughs> backwards compatibility, old games. Yeah. Uh, PS6. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll I'll, see. I'll be able to play uh, uh, <coughs> The Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> The Legend of Dragon. What was his thing? He had he had a saying, right? Flame on, flame on, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think he does say that in Flame on. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Who can say? Is that one? Of, is that is that one of the worst rap names ever? Drag on. Drag on. Yeah, yeah. Drag sure. on. Drag dash on. Drag dash on. Yeah. Yeah, but you get it. It's like a, a dragon. dragon. But not yeah. Like uh, drag on. Imagine drag ons. Drag ons. <laughs> if that's if that's how <laughs> oh oh did you hear uh in, in the new Game of Thrones, they're finally in- introducing the drag ons. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's great. Back to the egg of the drag ons. I had uh, you're a was, wizard, Harry. <laughs> when I was a kid, <clears throat> uh, I had like a hundred rap names i was just coming up with different things that they were all really like they they ranged from like ironically good to unironically just terrible uh and i remember one of them stinks with three x's (laughs) i remember one of them being um b knock for binoculars oh okay i could see you know Uh, saying i could uh, see uh, i uh, I uh, see the game like yeah yeah but it was B Knox. Mm, mm. And that's what I think about. That's a real that's a drag on level uh I just admitted that about myself. We should so let's get out of here. Yeah, we should be yeah, 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 talking yeah, too much yeah, about yeah, uh, personal yeah, stuff yeah. like that. B- people, people should know things like that. Okay. Um, don't call me B Knock. B Knock. It was a short lived name. I didn't even write any songs under the name. It was mm-hmm. just for a while I wrote like a verse. And then I was like, the, the songs were crushed by the immense weight of that name alone. <laughs> how could they stand a chance? Right. right. They couldn't live up to how no, good that name was. No so I had to change it. Right. Failed. This is why as an artist, I just go by my government name. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Before we get out of here, we have to review these brews. Tonight's brew was from Tactical Brewing Company with a collaboration uh, with Point Ebel. You can't see that. Blarg. Blarg. I'll put like fire behind it. Blarg. <laughs> uh, a lava chocolate cake imperial stout conditioned on chocolate and vanilla. 13% ABV. Obi, what did you think of this beer? I think I need a little more is what I think. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's very it's, good. It's yeah. very good. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, strong enough that I do get a bit of that uh, alcohol. Uh, uh, almost almost like the fume yeah. in there. It's like a... F- it's like another layer of the. It's like a film. It's like in it and over it. Yes, yes, and yes. Of yes. it, I, you can almost like see it. You know. Like, yeah. Yeah. So wafting off of the beard. So. Yeah. It's like if you uh, set fire to it, like it would burn on the surface. Yeah. It's just that alcohol is on the surface. So picture like uh, like wavy propane over the beer. Yeah. You know, like an oil spill in water, but not like a big, not like a bad oil spill. Just that like, uh-huh. purplish surface. hue to the yeah. yeah. Um, any more analogies? Are we good? <laughs> no, I think we got it. Okay, I think we got it. Um, all that being said, <laughs> very decadent, as we we said originally, very decadent, very sweet. Um, she a thick girl. Mm-hmm. Um, all that being said, yeah, super enjoyable. Mm. She thick girl, slap that ass. Okay, sorry. Thirteen percent. Um, I'm sorry. It is. Th- <laughs> uh, all that being said. I really, really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a bit too decadent for my flavor. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a, a, a little quiver in my stomach because it's so creamy. Yeah. That it's making me worry. Uh oh. But it's not. It uh, from all I can see, it has no lactose, lactose in it. But yeah. it's, it's that level of thick and creamy. Yeah. Um, that it scares me. Yeah. It scares me like the dragon. The dragon. Um. I'm going to give it a four and a half. That's a scary drag on there. It is. It is. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Very good, though. If, if you're, especially if you're a fan of the thick, decadent, dessert-like beers, I think it's really up your alley. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll give it a four. Um, I mean, I'm a big stout guy, obviously. I've said it a thousand times. Imperial stouts really, really get me going. Uh, but I think this is a this is a beer that's best enjoyed amongst friends and it's not something you don't do multiple rounds of this you get this bottle Mm -hmm. you pour everybody a little bit you have a taste you go oh that's interesting that's really wow they they really did something with that that really does taste like a lava cake wow i can't believe they 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 achieved what they were going for with this Mm -hmm. and so kudos to them anytime uh, a beer company talks You'll get notes of pine cones and <laughs> and uh, and and rubber hose and things of that nature, and you don't get those notes. You go, I mean, you w- you failed. Where You're are like, they? Yeah, I'm, I, I was looking for that. I was going for that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> to their credit, this tastes as they intended it. That's the gift and the curse of this beer, though, <laughs> because yeah. I couldn't imagine having another glass of this. It's so that's fair decadent. Yeah. It's like having a big piece. It's like having two ch- lava cakes. It's like having a lava cake. You eat it and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I don't need another sweet thing for at least a month. Yeah. I can't even eat an M&M after yeah. this. Lava cake is it's enough. So 
Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. So, yeah, that's that. That's that on that, baby. All right. I think we're done. I think we're Do done. Do you think we're done? I think we're done. As long as you think that it's over. I know it's over. Well, then it's over. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Blarg. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. Like, share, and subscribe everywhere podcasts are listened to. And always, always, always have a beautiful evening. We love you. <coughs>